Hey there! Thank you for checking out the Battleface podcast. This project was born as a way for me and my buddy Derringer to talk about all the nerdy things that we like, and we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram at the Battleface. Now, on to the episode. The Battleface podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battleface. Dark and dusty, painted on the sky. Misty taste of moonshine, teardrop in my eyes. Country road. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> you have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And joining me, as always, is Dare Denver. I, I'm going with that. Yeah, Dare Denver. Hello. <laughs> what was his name? What, what was his actual John John yeah. Denver? Yeah, John Denver. You know, like he's saying, nice. country roads. Hello, this is going to be a more relaxed uh, episode today. Because, relaxed you know. Relaxed and copywritten. Relaxed and copywritten, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because we have uh, we have this nasty tendency of planning for an art stream with friends and then not inviting them. <laughs> yeah. This is the so, second, uh... second time in a row we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like we're gonna do an art stream with friends and then it's like did you invite friends no did you invite friends no <laughs> so okay it's like we don't have many friends to invite we no. can't invite what we don't have we have many friends we just don't invite them because i don't know like i feel like this is something that i do with my family all the time you know like where me and my sister will be like uh hey you want to hang out later and we'll be like yeah yeah later just text me and then, like, you know, like, it'll be, like, bedtime. And be like, hey, sorry I didn't invite you. I just I just wanted to stay home. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I would have texted you, but I just wanted to stay home. You know, it's kind of that thing. Uh, I mean, I run into that all the time where it's like, hey, just message me later. And then no one messages me. And it's like, thank God you didn't message I me. I know, right? Like, because... Like, in terms of uh, can you know, like in terms of like instant gratification, canceling plans is just the greatest thing ever, right? It's just like no thanks. <laughs> yeah, every week I'm like, hey, maybe we can just not do the show this week. And you're like, well, <laughs> maybe we should. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, I actually keep taking enjoy, that away from me. I enjoy doing the show, and if I'm doing the show, I I'm bringing too. you with me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I also enjoy the show. Question mark. Before we go any further, uh, guys, please remember to like, sub, and share. Uh, it's the easiest way to support the boys. And to, to, to everyone listening on the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, etc. Hello. Welcome to the Battle Phase. We are so happy to have you. Um, watching this week, I'm not watching anything yet this week. The week hasn't started. I don't consider it the start of the week until it's Monday. Yeah. We literally discussed this before we started, Bart. We no, I mean that's why I'm saying I'm not asking you. I'm talking about me. So we, uh, we already discussed what we were watching on Friday. Yeah, so I I'm planning on watching Psalm 100. Is what I was gonna say. You know, like 
this this is my plan like this is what i will watch this week i haven't yet but you know that's what we're doing and uh since this is more of a chill uh stream if you guys got something you want to share with us in the chat darren and i will be happy to like just you know chat with you guys so talk talk to us what's going on in your world and uh, Wilo says, hola, amigo. Sorry I'm late. You are not late. You arrived exactly you're, when you meant to. extremely late. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> uh, but uh, I kind of had a couple of things that I kind of wanted to share. Like, uh, you know, like these are just like, you know, things that I came across that didn't really fit into the Friday episode. Um, there is a user on the Master Duel subreddit that posted a comprehensive starter guide for like for starters and this goes back to like something that you and i were talking about like a while ago there where like you know konami sucks at uh at, at uh teaching players how to play the game uh but this user um actually posted like a 16 slide uh comprehensive guide where he covers pretty much everything from like your resources on master duel which would be gems and the crafting points to like which starter decks are good to get started with. So, like, you know, his suggestion was either the Salamangre... To get started with. Yeah, which starter yeah. deck should you get starter with? Uh, but he, he suggested uh, Burning Spirits, which is the Salad deck, or the Blackwing's Pride, which is the Blackwing deck. Uh, both very combo-heavy decks. Both very combo-heavy decks, yes. But, like, the, the, alter- the thing is, these can win. The alternatives are yeah. what Utopia, Dark Magician, eh? You know, like uh, he also goes into like the breakdown of uh, of different types of decks, such as combo, control, and mid range, and even the subtypes such as stun, beatdown, ramp, and FTK. So you know, like it's a super comprehensive guide where he just like breaks it down. Like this is what this deck does. These are the cards that would be included. Should you play hand traps? These are the common hand traps, and these are the best ones to use. These are the ones that you should always have. Here's a couple of staples and the ones that you should focus on crafting first. So, you know, just kind of like a really, really fun, like, quick read. You'll you'll understand, uh, you know, how to play Master Duel a lot better than you would if you just did, like, the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the, the tutorial? Solo gates. The solo gates. So I think oh. that's really, really cool. You know, I was like, yeah. Uh, Brother Gamma asks, is this a response to what the, the to Raron, where he uh, said that he couldn't understand Master Duel after playing for four hours? I don't think so. Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! community, like, it does a better job at helping new players than Konami does. Like, Konami is so bad at helping new players understand the game, get good at the game, etc. Uh, but, like, the... I it's been my experience that the player base is the most help that you can get. Like they are so good and like so helpful. It, usually, if you meet a Yu-Gi-Oh player and you're interested in the game, oh, they will talk your ear off about everything that you know. Like they they would advise on how do you get it started and etc. Um, you do get some weird ones. Yesterday, I I actually went by my locals there, and uh, you know I, I was. I was shopping for like some some singles from the Megatons because now they have them, and it, it was my hope that I was gonna find like the Cash Tira Fenriers. I didn't, um, but I found a bunch of other cool stuff that I was like, I wanted that out of the Megaton, like you know the the Prismatic Ariana, the Labyrinth Servant, uh, and you know like a couple of like Prismatic uh, Exosister Ellis and Exosister Martha, etc. I, I think we talked about this after the show on Friday that we did. The stuff was just so dirt cheap. 
yeah. tin that you can just buy. I think I buy I bought uh, the whole labyrinth core, mm-hmm. like in the rarity upgrade for like twenty bucks. Yeah, like they were ninety nine cents it's plus. So I think cheap. I think so Ariana was cheap. like three bucks, and that was it. Uh, but yeah, the labyrinth stuff's like the only thing in that that's like worth any money. Yeah. Uh, because Labyrinth is still a good deck and Konami hasn't hit it whatsoever, which I suspect they will when the new hand trap drops. But, you know, like, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, no, but what I was saying is, you know, like, the player base is super friendly, super fun. And uh, whenever I went to locals and I was, uh, I was, what's it called, just buying singles... Uh, there's a bunch of guys there playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, it was kind of the most hilarious uh, conversation that I'm overhearing because these guys are just, like, talking about serial killers. <laughs> and it got dark really quick because, you know, they're basically like, hey, where would you measure, like, Ted Bundy to, like, the the BTK killer? <laughs> it's just, like, they're power-scaling serial killers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, well... Idea for a new show. I was like, this is interesting. They're they're measuring their skills, like you know, like their their mo's, and like you know, like how long it took for one to be caught over another. It, it was just like, I'm like, dude, is this like death battle? But you guys are using serial killers instead of fictional characters. What the hell? <laughs> it, it was so weird. Uh, but yeah, so you know, works though. Yeah, your mileage may vary whenever you enter into into a card local, so I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Royal Gargoyle says, it's a rough struggle, and I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, you know, but, like, if you don't try, then you don't get anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's kind of like, uh, in anything you do, you kind of have to risk messing up in order to to have the chance to achieve something great. It's not, you know... Everything requires practice, and a lot of the times it requires multiple attempts. You're not going to be great in the first try a lot of the time. Sometimes you are, but sometimes it requires multiple tries, and that's just kind of the thing it is. I've always said that, you know, uh, whenever you're trying something, something that you love or something new, whether it be a new hobby or a new job or a new passion, whatever, you kind of need to be aware that the first, I don't know, several hundred hours that you do it, you're probably going to be bad at it. And I, I look at that as kind of like the entry fee. You, you're going to be bad at this thing. You're going to be bad at it for a long time. But if you can tough it out, you're going to be great at it. That's kind of the way it goes. You know, like everybody sucks at something until they're really, really good at it. That's just the way it is. Nobody who who does anything great started out being great at it. So, you know, yeah. Well, it's, I was watching a video about Adventure Quest. I don't know if you've ever played that old RPG Mm-mm. flash game, uh, but some guy actually played through the whole thing and was making like a, uh, a kind of like a documentary esque video about it. Yeah, and he said that like the creator of that had made multiple like flash games before. And he always just like failed at making a good flash game mm-hmm. or failed at making a, a game that worked. And then he finally, he, he was going to scrap adventure quest, but then he was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to upload it to the internet and see what happens. And it became like a super popular flash game. Yeah. He was, 
he said like the the road to success is paved with many failures absolutely you can't expect to just do something and succeed on your first try you're gonna you're gonna fail a couple times but you gotta keep going yeah absolutely back up 100 percent. and you know that that's just the 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 way it goes right you always hear about everybody who failed so many times before they succeeded and the simple truth about it is that you know everybody has it in their mind that it, it it's a binary system right you either win or you lose but the actual way it, it's kind of like like falling down uh, after having climbed a really high tree each branch you hit is a failure until you hit the one that catches you and that's the success you know what i'm saying it's like fail 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 win and so it, it that's just kind of something that you have to have in mind is that you're going to mess up more times than than you you probably give yourself credit for but if you can tough it out if you can hang in there you are going to win and that that's kind of like the mentality that you have to have going into anything you know it's like am i going to suck absolutely i'm going to suck but if i can deal with the embarrassment of being bad one day i'm going to be fantastic uh let's see brother gamma says we got five people and i got a question for all of you how would you describe bard's voice <laughs> Uh, uh, like vinegar mixed with chocolate. Vinegar mixed with chocolate, both t tangy and sweet. <laughs> I don't know. That no, that... it's it, it's sweet, but it it's also like horrible. Soothing, it's says Wilo. Uh, the the thing is, uh, this is a question that I asked uh, last night because I, I was uh, I received a weird opportunity last night to apply to a studio that uh, that that does voiceover for for video games and one of the questions on their application was describe your the quality of your voice and i had no idea how to describe myself you know i'm like dude like i i never stopped the to describe myself like still listen to himself speak doesn't know how to describe how his voice well, sounds the thing is i'm biased though you know because i i know i like the way i sound but i don't know how to describe it <clears throat> if I were to describe it in any way, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm amazing. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that that's exactly what they were looking for. So I'm like, I need I, I need help describing this. Uh, and so I asked a couple of people and, uh, you know, like uh, one of the ones that I got um, was and shoot, let me let me pull it up because I, I remember I asked it and I was like, oh, wow, that nobody's ever given me a compliment like that, like that. I was like, that is that is Wow. Because uh, basically, describe my voice quality. I need it for an application. And he says, you have an upbeat yet smooth tone that maintains both energy and clarity. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it's just like, hold up, what? And he's all like, yeah, you know, like maintain energy and clarity. You're, ex you're exciting to listen to because you have a lot of energy. But the things that you convey are understandable. You don't get lost in the energy. And I was like, oh thank you <laughs> you know like just wow um i asked my wife and my wife said soothing what was the the way that she would describe it um so i don't know would king of canadian hill says would love to hear dare's real voice i don't know if you can handle that uh i've been using this voice changer for so long that i don't know if anyone could handle my real voice yeah yeah i i've heard dare's real voice in real life and it was it was something something special. It really was. It's like all it's like 
putting a bunch of shrapnel in the cement mixer and then turning it on high. Yeah, you you ever hear like like shards of glass after like it's been shattered just like being crunched beneath like a heavy boot on gravel? It's like that. You know, it's very well, nails are being dragged across the chalkboard. It, it's very gritty, but like it, it's somehow very satisfying. Like it gives you goosebumps. I love it. <laughs> I think it's that was just an allergic reaction you were having. Yeah, no, but here's the thing, though. Like whenever I heard you in real life, uh, it, it, I was like, wow, you sound nothing like you sound like on the Internet. <laughs> like for a second. That's a that's a thing I get a lot, too, is like, yeah, I have uh a pretty decent mic, I think. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't, I, I get that a lot that I don't sound the way I, I do on the internet, which, uh, fun fact, the voice that you hear when you speak isn't normally the voice that you hear that comes out because mm. it's being like reverberated around inside your throat and all that. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's like, I actually like the voice that like I hear inside my head, but the voice that comes out is like, I fucking hate it. You got quite the compliment in the chat there. Somebody says that you sound like As the Raven Dreams. Who said that? King of Canadian Hill. Find them. (laughs) Find them and kiss them on the lips. (laughs) I wonder how Raven would react to that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but I can like, I can message him and be like, hey. Yeah, yeah, messages. (laughs) (laughs) the, The normal one that I get is that I'm monotone. Which I can see that I don't know. Yeah, you really you have kind of like a my voice. you have a very mellow way of delivering things, you know, where it's 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 chill, you know, it's it's very chill. You best pucker them lips, King says, brother Gamma. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess uh, you know, so like I, I had fun like auditioning uh, for for that thing. I applied and I created a specific voice reel for it because you know, like I, I've. I've been receiving coaching from like, you know, uh, from actors regarding like, you know, well, how do you do a reel? How do you write a resume? How do you like, you know, whenever you audition, what do you do? You know, like so on and so forth. And one of the things that they mentioned is that what I had labeled as my character reel uh, sounded too much like a narrator reel because they're like, we can tell that you're reading from from a book when you when you say these things. Uh, A character reel has to be more animated. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, and I thought that I was being animated because, you know, I was using my tough guy voice, you know, like, oh, yeah, my boss told me that I needed to take care of business, and apparently that's not enough, you know, they're like, no, we, we need something, something exciting, so I have, like, this one voice that I use for my cat goblin, <laughs> and I'm using goblin's voice, I'm like, I am the lord of the forests, they call upon you to fulfill your ancient oaths, <laughs> So I I put that in there and like you know also like one where I'm pretending to be a wizard who's looking for a cookie recipe like ah yes the orb of ancient secrets so just uh, it, I did all of that and I uploaded it I was like yeah this is the reel that I'm gonna go with and it, it's funny to me because you know sometimes out of context you know whenever I enter my recording booth I, I just. I just say these things, but I know that my recording booth is beneath my upstairs neighbor's living room. And I can hear them talking, which means they can hear me talking. 
<laughs> so in my head, I'm like, oh, they must think I'm absolutely insane <laughs> whenever I go into the voice booth and start recording myself speaking like this. <laughs> you know, it's just so I, I, I would pay money to know what they think about that. Look, just to, to hear their unfiltered thoughts. Uh, Are you sure you're not crazy? I mean, like, I've been called crazy before, but that's when they put crazy. me into a room full of rats. I yeah, once. I saw they it. They put me in a room. I knew A rubber room. A rubber room with rats. Rats make me crazy. You know what else is insane? The, I fucking love the meme. <laughs> the, Bart's going to hate this one. Yeah, I know. Like, Gargoyle Man, you're posted. driving me crazy. It's just the fucking rat. We had uh, a, someone on Twitter, like, post just, like, the longest uh, thread regarding, like, the state of trap decks. Uh, and the whole idea was, you know, like, uh, because Labyrinth is super strong, there there's a lot of people that are, like, calling for, like, the banning of certain trap cards because Labyrinth can search them or banning for, calling for the ban of Ku Clock because Ku Clock is just too strong, you know, and stuff like that. And this, this person... Uh, posted uh like just a thread where they where they mentioned okay look and, and i kind of would like your thoughts on this there because i feel like they're kind of right they're like here's the thing yes labyrinth is strong and yes it can be kind of annoying to deal with a lot of things so like if they if they know what you're playing they can search the dimension barrier they can search the eradicator epidemic virus and activate it on you uh and it it just feels a little un- oppressive and unfair however the alternative is most trap decks are normally weren't even considered good because they were so slow. And so as opposed to the Labyrinth playstyle, which is dynamic and interactive and always like, you know, looking for ways to build their board. And, and you know, like it almost plays more like a combo deck or like a mid-range deck as opposed to things like, say, Subterror or Eldlich, where their win condition was flip three floodgates and let your opponent struggle. You know, so like the the idea was like, okay, so what do you prefer? Do you prefer having a nice interactive game where you can kind of see where they're trying to go and maybe maybe stop them from doing so? Or would you prefer a, a game where like the the trap deck just says you can't play. You better hope you draw your lightning storm or your feather duster game two. And well, I mean, that's. Like they're basically the same thing, right? Because combo decks set up so that, well, okay, words. Mm-hmm. Combo decks set up a field that you have to either know how to like break or you just scoop and go game two. Trap decks set five and pass, and then you either break the board or scoop and go game two. Yeah, like it, it's the same thing. As I looked up the. Forbidden and Limited list. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, there's not that many traps on the Forbidden and Limited list. Yeah. Because traps are just so slow. The only ones that get used are the ones like Imperm that you can play from your hand or yeah. like the Solemn cards are evenly matched. Pretty decent. Evenly is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But like traps are like out, out, out of the three card types, Monster Spell and Trap. Mm-hmm. Traps are the least used mm. because they're just they're slow and they're probably the most balanced because of how slow they are. Mm. But like 
Yeah. Uh, if they if they want to like hit Labyrinth, then yeah, go after like the monsters. The the traps aren't really the problem. Um, I would say, yeah, probably the case uh, that that you know, like the the monsters are are kind of the thing that that's making Labyrinth so strong. But I feel like that's kind of a necessity for the sake of making a trap deck function. Yeah, because traps are just bad. Yeah, tra- like, traps unless, are very slow. Looking, looking at looking at the uh, the traps that are banned, you have a pointer of the red lotus, which is it, it's not great. Now, I got that flipped I, on like, me the other day it, on Master Duel, and that sucks. <laughs> like yeah, a pointer getting, of the. Red... Getting, Having like people look at your hand and stuff, it's strong, but like, yeah, a pointer's not like super duper like the rest of these. Brand expulsion is a new one that was added to the list, which is because summoning a gimmick puppet on your opponent's field that locks your opponents into gimmick puppets is pretty funny, yeah. Uh, and then you have things like Imperial Order, yeah, that one's really fucking strong, yeah, last turn, really strong. Red reboot, really strong. I gotta say, I, I, I am, really I am strong. I'm super happy that they they banned red reboot because red reboot would have been a staple in every side deck, uh, just to kill labyrinth, specifically to kill labyrinth. You know, um, yeah, and it, it, it's it's basically red reboot was kind of like the uh, one that gets rid of hand traps, the spell card. Uh, Called by the grave. Yeah, it, it, Red Reboot was basically the called by for traps. For, for traps, yeah. But, uh, I want to say hi to Sunny Shine in the chat. Just uh, dropped in and says, "In other words, do you like a troll deck to annoy enemies until they surrender, or do you use a deck that will add tactical st- skills for the challenge?" And you know, I I did have like that replay that I shared recently where uh, where it was me versus an opponent, and it was a labyrinth mirror. And the thing is, you know, because Labyrinth is capable of playing on turn zero now, um, it was it was a very very intricate web of interactions. Like I had to think very far ahead to know to to kind of think. I was like, okay, he's playing Labyrinth, I'm playing Labyrinth. If I was him, what would I want to do to win the game? And I can tell that he was thinking the same thing. We came to different conclusions. He came to the conclusion of I have to remove his monsters, because his monsters give him advantage. I came to the conclusion of, I have to remove his back row, because Labyrinth lives or dies by its traps. So, you know, like, it it, it was, I think it was like a five-turn duel, and neither of us took any damage. My opponent lost in time, because he took too long trying to figure out what he needed to do. Meanwhile, I, from the get-go, knew, just keep removing his back row. Every chance you get, pop a back row. Do not let, especially whenever I started seeing him set things that I knew were going to hurt me. Like, for example, he set uh, Eradicator Epidemic Virus, which I knew that if he managed to pull off, was going to be a huge pain to deal with. So the moment that that landed, I, I was initially going to pop, uh, it, like, his his Lady Labyrinth. But the moment I saw Epidemic Virus, I was like, oh, no, that's got to go. <laughs> so, like, remove that. So it was just kind of like this give and take where, like, we're kind of, like, just... At, at a stalemate and ultimately no damage was dealt and I won in time because my opponent just just took too long to decide on certain things but it's that kind of thing where I'm like see but there was interaction involved 
Whereas if this had been like, you know, like an Eldlich or like a, like a sub-terror thing where it's like, okay, so we have Gozen Match active. We have, uh, there can be only one active. We have, uh, what's it called? Rivalry of Warlords. We have Summon Limit. Uh, go. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, like there's no interaction to be had here. I like to play Mystic Mine. <laughs> it's exactly so what it I, is. <laughs> so I, I actually fall under that first of <laughs> troll deck to annoy my enemies until they surrender. <laughs> uh, like, but you're over here like, oh, I love the tactics of the game. It's just like, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking throw down Mystic Mine and just watch you struggle through 30 turns of drawing into nothing. Oh, God, do you remember when you weren't allowed to surrender in the OCG? Can you imagine being locked under Mystic Mine, but you're not allowed to surrender? <laughs> I I would love that. Just... Oh, I would hate that so much. <laughs> it's just like, okay, look, I don't have a way to out Mystic Mine. Can we please go to game two, please? <laughs> Nope, you sit you sit there and you take the thirty turns of drawing cards. Sir, passing. you sit there or you forfeit. And I'm like, oh, I hate that so much. Uh, let's see. Uh, Royal Gargoyle says another thing new for me is trying to come up with an interesting things uh, for his channel because uh, he he feels that doing Fire Emblem all the time won't be interesting. I mean, you got to do what you love. To be honest, you know, like you really do because that that's actually what makes you shine as a creator. I feel. Like, true, like, creators who play the most, the newest and the most trendy things get the most attention, but... Those are only, like, those are only, like, trend views. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, trend views. Because if you're playing just, like, the modern game Mm -hmm. to be getting views, then people are going to watch you until that game is no longer good, and then you have to go to the next game. Yeah. And... Um, uh, I was going to say, like Bard says, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, which we talk about this all the time, because passion is something, something, something. People can tell when you are really into something. Agreed. And if you're passionate about it and you're willing to talk about it and share your passion, then people people will be drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, like, pigeonholing yourself to, like, one thing is difficult because you're limiting yourself to that one market. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we and we... with something like Fire Emblem, I mean, it has a pretty decent like fan base. But yeah, like if you found like other things that you like, like uh, if you found like two or three different games that you you liked and you could get a bunch of content out of it. It's good to have, like, backup things to go to. Kind of. I kind of figure that a little bit of variety is the spice of life uh, as far as content creation goes. Um, Like, for example, our channel is primarily card games, anime, and what's the other thing? Like, It's supposed to be primarily Yu-Gi-Oh!, but we've turned it into card games, anime, video games. Yeah, card games, anime, uh, video games. Just things that we like. Yeah. So, you know, like the things that we like. Exactly. Uh, Because, you know, like there is kind of like, you know, if we if we focused entirely on Yu-Gi-Oh, like we probably would get a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh watchers. But the thing is, we're we're not just about Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, like we like other things, too. Right. 
And you know, yeah. if we Yu-Gi-Oh people are toxic as fuck, so we don't. Well, want them here. no, they're friendly. Go away, Yu-Gi-Oh people. You're toxic. <laughs> no, they're not. St- stick around, I'm, I'm, Yu-Gi-Oh I'm people. Joking. You guys I'm are joking. great. <laughs> it's about the spirit, not the clout. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like just, just uh, get 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 in there and you know do the do the thing that you love. If you love Fire Emblem, stick with Fire Emblem. I like Fire Emblem. That's why I have the Let's Plays every week. You know. Um, but let's see, you know, I also love Yu-Gi-Oh! So that's why I talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! And anime, and that's why I talk about anime. (laughs) So, uh, and, you know, Dare loves VTubers and and wrestling and, you know, just food. So we talk about that sometimes, too. You know, it's kind of like this collection of, like, what is it that you love? Then, you know, like, just... Let that be the thing you talk about because you, the passion is palpable when, when whenever you do. You know, like I, I remember like a couple of weeks ago, uh, there, this might have been not the last episode, but the one before, we talked about our truth. And the moment I brought up our truth, you fucking lit up. You're like, motherfucker is great. You, you, you lit up and you better have watched the video. Yes, yeah, I, I did. And, and so, like, that's the thing. Like, whenever you talk about the things that you love, whenever you create content around, like, your passions, that content is just infinitely better than if you were just doing the thing that, you know, like, that would get you views. So it, it's my recommendation as a content creator. And mind you, I'm a small content creator, so I'll be like, take that for what it's worth. But, uh, you know, like, I just, I, I love it, you know? It, it is what it is. King of Canadian Hill says he loves Psalm 100. It is such a good anime. <laughs> It is such a good one. I read the manga and I was like, oh my gosh. As a matter of fact, it's one of the reviews that I have posted on the channel. And as I was as I was editing the video, I found out that an anime adaptation was coming. And I was like, oh goodness, yes, <laughs> this is great. Francis, let's look at King for a second. Mm-hmm. Like the the dude uh, makes like hand drawn videos. I, I don't. I I would. I want to say he makes them in MS Paint, but I don't know. <laughs> And he, he he just does it because he fucking loves it. And Absolutely. that's what like makes his videos so good is because dude but... like these goofy, funny little videos that he's hand drawn everything and he puts so much time and effort into it. I was actually in one of them. Yeah, and and uh, it, it, uh I, I, if I remember right, he had me voice act as a, a Canadian that was locked mm-hmm. in a room, a rubber room. Oh god. A rubber room with rats. Here we are. And the rats made me crazy. Mm-hmm. Sunny Shine says, uh, "You can do karaoke and music for Fire Emblem. If you do that, Gargoyle, you gotta, you gotta have me in as for a duet of uh, Edge of Dawn, which is my favorite track in Fire Emblem. It's just ah, it's just so good. Uh, but let, let's see. Other than that, uh, yeah, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of different things that you can try. I mean, like it, you don't have to go with like the most." Uh, the most trendy, the most new thing. You you can try a bunch of stuff as long as you you're doing what you enjoy. Because uh, tr- trust me, I I used to be an Overwatch YouTuber, and I can't tell you how fast I got burnt out of that. <laughs> so, I mean, Overwatch is just <laughs> Overwatch is just a game. Yikes! I mean, like technically, <laughs> still love the fact Team Fortress Two has outlived Overwatch. Twice. Twice, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
a game from like 2007 has outlived the game from like what 2016 oh yeah yeah and you know this overwatch wasn't always bad either i mean like which is kind of the thing it's like it had eras no overwatch was great yeah i loved overwatch for the first like four or five seasons yeah it was fantastic it just started going downhill Oh boy, and Blizzard has not helped it at all lately, man. It's just like they just well, keep... the past like five or so years, Blizzard's just been like actively shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Because they they've messed up on uh, there's there something that they did with StarCraft that was like messed up. I think it was like a tournament thing. Yeah, and they've they've messed up with Heroes of the Storm. Oh, Heroes of the Storm did not last long at all. (laughs) That sucks because I love Tots. Like, I love playing as Abathur and Dahaka from StarCraft because those were just, they were were the two cool dudes that they did so much but also were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it it is a thing. You know, like, uh, Blizzard just, like, has been shooting themselves in the foot a lot and... It sucks because, dude, like Overwatch was a game that I that I fucking loved. I mean, it was it was my jam for like the longest time, and just watching it just go from like what was once hailed as just like an icon of the MOBA uh, genre to now being like the worst reviewed game on Steam. Uh, I mean, just yikes. Um, that being said, uh, speaking of other things that are not doing as well as we would hope. Uh, the Tin of Dueling Heroes, 2023's it, most forgotten it doing, product. It is doing exactly how well I was hoping it would do. You were hoping Once it would again. do badly? Oh, yeah, because like, I've not bought Yu-Gi-Oh! product in for so long, mm-hmm. and there's not really much in here that I wanted. Okay, so the, the Mega Tins are reprint sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they usually have like maybe three to six new cards. The new cards I could care less about. Mm-hmm. The... Um, Hold on, let me interrupt you for a second. Uh, Because Siggy says he doesn't really understand this tin box. So basically, Siggy, uh, the the Mega Tin every year is a reprint set. Like sets like, for example, this one comes with uh, cards from Chaos Four, Battle of Chaos, Dimension Force, Darkwing Blast, Tactical Masters, the Grand Creators, all of which were like really good sets last year. So they the next year they come out with Megatons that make cards that were super hard to get in those sets a lot easier and more accessible. So, or they make cards that were easy to get in those sets at a higher rarity. <laughs> or, or, so yeah. you could get a common that is now a super rare yep. or an ultra rare. Exactly. So, so people like me who like to have shiny cards can buy these and make their deck look better. Yeah, and exactly. For I think it's twenty five dollars a ten, right? It's twenty, 20 bucks. It's like twenty, yeah. It's like twenty to twenty five. I think. Um, you get two or three packs. I, I haven't actually opened one. You've opened one, so I don't know what the packs are like. I've opened two. But, it comes with a. Uh, it comes with three packs that have eighteen cards each. Um, yeah, and it also comes with a promo. This particular one comes with a promo. It's one of sixteen different quarter century rares. Which is where the first problem begins, is they had too many promos. And That's you only 16. Get one. 16, Dare. Like, holy cow. Now, in, the- a, in, a, in a case, I think you get what? 12? You get 12 in a case, yes. Yeah. So you wouldn't even yeah. get all of them if you get a case. Yeah. 
Well, you you're not guaranteed even twelve different ones. If you no, that's pick, right. You could get like thing. two of the same. Yes. <laughs> and and like, is it you just get the one promo, or are there other promos with it? No, it's just the one promo. It's the one quarter century rare, and then three packs. Okay, so I didn't I didn't know if it was like you get the quarter century rare and then a copy of each of the other cards. No, or, no, no, no. By by no but, means. Yeah, that's 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 just horrible. <laughs> And then getting the 18 cards, you're only getting, what, it's two supers, two ultras, and then the secret, the prismatic secret? Uh, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken, there there comes two prismatic secrets per pack. So Okay, so it's it's two rares, two ultras, two supers, and then two prismatic secrets. And then the rest right. of them are commons. And then the rest of them are commons, yeah. So like, you, you, none of the cards in this set are worth anything other than there's like a handful that are worth like five dollars and up. Now the up goes up to ten. It's kind of a double edged sword, I want to say, because you're right. The the cards here don't have a lot of value. So if you're buying a Mega Ten, you're not you're not buying it for the value. That said, the no. cards are actually good cards, though. You know? Yeah, like. Because it has the Labyrinth stuff. It has the Cash Tira stuff. It's it has the Cash Rebellion. stuff, yeah. And the thing that is good about these sets is those cards that are $50, $60, looking at Labellion, those prices are now affordable. Yeah. Because I don't have to pay $180 for a playset of Labellion. I can pay 30 bucks. And you can now get Labellion for 10 bucks a piece. Yes. And same thing with Cash Tier of Fenrir. Cash Tier of Fenrir used to be like a $30 was, card. Yeah. That was like a $30, $40 card. Yeah. And instead of having to pay 90 to 120 you can now pay 30, 30 bucks. Yeah. So, like, it, it's good for, like, whenever you're a budget player. Whenever you're a budget player, if you get a Mega 10, you're going to get good cards in it. Uh, yeah, this is this is Christmas for the budget players. Oh yeah, no, this is absolutely Christmas for the budget players. Uh, the one problem that I had with this year's budget, uh, this year's Megaton, and this might not have been an issue for me if I hadn't been trying actively to to get stuff throughout the year, but I, I actually did buy a lot of Darkwing Blast, a lot of Dimension Force, and a lot of Tactical Masters. So a lot of the cards that are being reprinted in the Megaton, I already have. Well, that's I have all the cards. Like I said, all the cards that I bought, because I was talking to you, uh, I think it was Friday after Friday's show. Yeah. I was like, hey, I just spent this much money and I just bought all of these cards. And they were all cards that I already own. Mm-hmm. It's just I wanted the rarity upgrade. So the, the the thing is, like, I want new cards. I don't want reprints. Hey, I mean, yeah. Like, the, the... Reprints, reprints are needed. Yeah. But like me personally, I want a product that has more than three new cards because that's all that was in this was three new cards. And three I don't new think cards. Things that I use. Right. Like you had a Noble Knight field spell, et cetera. Um, it's something yeah. something to be said. And this, this, is, this is me kind of like rehashing something that I've heard before about something different. Like, so somebody mentioned, I hate floodgates in Yu-Gi-Oh!, He's like, floodgates are the dumbest cards, and uh, I can't stand them, right? And then somebody replied to them by saying, they, they're they a necessary evil. They exist for a purpose. And the purpose is, you know, sometimes you have somebody who's just not as good as the game or, like, somebody who's new, and they need this type of card for the sake of slowing down the game so that they can feel like they have a sense of control and they can actually play. 
the Mega Tens, I feel, is kind of the same thing, where a lot of people will be like, well, it's just reprints. Uh, you know, I don't want reprints. I want new stuff. But, you know, you, it's kind of a necessary thing for people who might be getting into the game and need an easy access to a lot of staples or to, like, a good yeah. deck core. Uh, and also for budget players like, who, you know, the, like, we don't we don't pay. The entry fee to play a meta deck mm-hmm. in Yu-Gi-Oh! is extremely expensive until the Mega Ten comes out. Until the Mega Ten comes out, yeah. And so... Uh, you know, like it's it's a good place to get like deck cores for like really good decks. It's a good place to get staples. It's a good place to get things you missed. You know, like uh, so for example, for the longest time, my welcome labyrinth normal trap from uh from Tactical Masters was thirty bucks. N- now you can get a welcome labyrinth from the Megaton for like a dollar. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's gonna say that they they've got them um, like it's been reprinted three times now. It's been reprinted three so... times now. <laughs> But without like reprint sets, we end up going back to teledad format where to oh, play at a competitive level, you have to spend like two to three thousand dollars. Yeah, and I don't like and, and you know, it's kinda of the it's kinda of like the difference between like Yu-Gi-Oh! and other games because you know, like magic uh, players always treat their cards like they're an investment. You know, like you can buy a playset of a card and know that that thing's gonna gain value as the game ages. Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh! is a little different. Because it's like they have a very generous reprint policy. Did you miss a card? Yeah. Wait a couple of months. You'll see it. You know, like it'll get a reprint. No big deal. Uh, the and- only cards I would say you could actually like invest in on Yu-Gi-Oh! are like the weird higher rarity things the weird like Starlight. Ha- Starlights, yes. 25th century or quarter century. Uh, the, the, the quarter century things are worthless right now, but... Mm. I could see in the future them being worth something, especially a collector's. Especially if you have the whole set, right? Because the whole year yeah. they've been releasing a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of them. Almost in every set, every set comes with at least two. So, like, if you have all of them from this year, then in the future it, it could be worth something. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. You know, like maybe in the fiftieth anniversary. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, like kind of a cool thing, the Mega Ten. But you know what? Speaking of like pricing issues, I-, I found this really neat video, and I think I talked to you about it. Where basically a guy who plays the Digimon card game asked the question, "How how cheap is the Digimon card game to get into?" Because apparently it's one of the cheaper ones to to get into. And the, basically, yeah. the metric that he was using for this was uh, he he said, "Okay, I have this meta deck." This is a Digimon meta deck that is very, very high tier right now. If I were to go to TCG Player and sell my meta deck for full price, so if I were to get the best price for all of the cards that I that I am selling, could I afford a, a meta deck in a different game? And <laughs> the answers will surprise you. <laughs> The answers really didn't surprise me. The answers really didn't surprise me. So basically, Pokemon is the cheapest game to get into. If you sell a Digimon meta deck, you can afford almost two Pokemon meta decks. It is so cheap. You know, like, because Pokemon does the thing that we've we've praised them in the past for, which is basically like, oh, uh, you know, we we make cards in various different rarities so that way you know like if you want to bling out your deck you can but if you're a budget player you know what there's a lower rarity of it so you can still have access to it so pokemon like you could go out and buy a pokemon meta deck and one or two of them 
using money that you earned from your Digimon meta deck. Secondly, and you know, he chose the big three. He chose Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Magic, and then he threw in One Piece because it's an it's a new one. So he's like, this is kind of like our 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 baseline. You know, we, this is how we kind of like measure up, right? And, and uh, so, Pokemon, yes, you can afford two meta decks. One Piece, it's like it's fairly new, so like a lot of cards haven't had reprints. So you can kind of afford like a full uh, one piece meta deck if you sell your digimon deck so you know like you could probably afford like one and a half meta decks off of one piece uh the next one up was Yu-Gi-Oh and Yu-Gi-Oh was like a Yu-Gi-Oh meta deck if you do not have any of the cards so if you're just outright buying it you know you don't have anything no staples saved up nothing is one of the most expensive decks because they can range anywhere between four hundred to seven hundred dollars. Uh, That's like the staples are alone what kills like the cost because uh, like ash blossoms are usually expensive and perms are usually expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just your meta cards like and- t- t- uh, triple tactics thrust, etc. Yeah, yeah, triple yeah. tactics talent even. Yeah. So you know, like you, you, even though these cards have reprints, they're still like five to six bucks per copy on uh, some of them. Twenty bucks on Droplet, which I think Droplet's kind of like the the median. You know, like this is one that's that's kind of expensive right now, but it's not as expensive as it used to be. The cheapest Ash Blossom is like three to four dollars. Yeah, which is not it's not unreasonable. It's a lot better than back when they were twenty some dollars for the Maximum Crisis. Agreed. Forty like some. Agreed, and that's like, it's still twelve bucks for a playset, and nine dollars for a playset, and that's before you get into like the core of whatever your archetype is, which you know can be largely dependent. the The one that he used for this particular video was Dragon Link, um, and so you know like Bestial which Dragon. That's not even like that's not even like a super meta deck. Like, it's not even Bestial a super Dragon meta deck. Link is Bestial Dragon Link is yes. Well, not anymore. Like it's not it's not super yeah. expensive is what I should say because like now with the reprints of Lubelion, which at the time that he did this video was hadn't been reprinted. So, yeah, you know, you have like uh Drewsworm, Lubelion, uh what was the there's there the one uh Magnemut. Yeah. Th- those were all like expensive. They those were. were the ones that you needed. Mm-hmm. Magnema, Lubelion, and the other ones weren't so like you know Saranir and Baldrake weren't that expensive ever. So you know, uh, yeah. So like basically comparing it to like Dragon Link, his Dragon Link deck that he would buy off of his Digimon deck, he could afford he could afford basically like seventy five percent of it. Like you know he could afford like uh, the core minus some staples or the staples by themselves, not counting the core. So it, it was kind of like a, a choice, right? And then yeah. lastly, Magic. Magic was heavily dependent on the format because, like, your standard format, not so bad. It's actually about the same as Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, but, like, you know, whenever you get into, like, Legacy and Extended and, like, you know, like, Commander specifically, it's like, okay... If you're trying to play casual, there are ways to make it work. If you're trying to be competitive, which is exactly what this what this video was about, 
you can't afford <laughs> like you sell your Digimon deck you can afford maybe a couple of magic staples and that's it <laughs> so, oh yeah you can't you, you wouldn't be able to afford like a CEDH deck with just however much money he made no yeah because CEDH is like thousands of dollars it is thousands of dollars yes so it's it's insane so his digimon deck wouldn't have gotten him far on that so you know i I thought this was kind of an interesting video because you know like uh, kind of comparatively you know you you kind of get the idea it's like hey well i want to play a game but i don't want to spend a lot of money okay play pokemon (laughs) you know like or i'm willing to spend a little bit okay digimon in one piece is where you want to be and like oh no i want to be competitive and i have money to burn by all means try Yu-Gi-Oh and magic (laughs) I want to be the very best that yeah. ever was. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a cool video. I I thought it was a fun little experiment. I I dig it. Uh, second, yeah. so speaking of like uh, card games that you enjoy, Dare, what's your type? Because I was watching Shiori novella, what? and uh, she oh. <laughs> fucking shitty segues. She she had like this uh this little clip that people made of her where basically she was describing her type and. Uh, I'm sorry to say, Dare, but neither you nor I fit that. Well, if we get archived, then we're yeah. automatically fictional. Yeah, I guess so. Like, if we get archived, we're automatically fictional. But uh, she prefers fictional guys, but they have to have a good head of hair and uh, no facial hair, which even though uh, as as my bard avatar, I have no facial hair, IRL, I have a very luxurious beard. So... <laughs> um, mm. It's kind of small. <laughs> it's it's kind of small, bird. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like get your hopes up there. But yeah, it's kind of small. Well, I mean, yours is more luxurious <laughs> no, than mine for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that being said, so it was kind of a fun thing that I was watching. I've actually been watching a lot of Shiori novella, like I mentioned to you before we started the call. But like, basically, because she happens to be live streaming around the time when I'm doing busy work, you know. So like, whenever I'm whenever I'm sitting at my PC doing busy work, that's when she's streaming. So like, I'll just have her playing in the background, and you know, like she. She talks about some stuff. Like, so for example, it turns out that she's a huge fan of a lot of stuff that I used to watch as a kid. So, like, Metabots and Yu Gi Oh! And, and Pokemon and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, but, you know, like. I think it's, I think it's Narissa is uh, one that, like, outed herself as being, like, old. Because <laughs> she was, like, back in the 80s or something. Oh, yikes. I, I think she was. Uh, on, doing a collab with uh, Bay, and she was like, back in the 80s, and Bay's just like, wait, 80s, and the chat just starts calling her a hag. <laughs> because it's like, the, apparently that's like a love, loving and endearing term for like the <laughs> older members, just to be like, you're super old. Yeah, I mean, like, it sucks whenever you out yourself like that, because then people are like, oh, gosh, dude. Like, And this is another thing that happened yesterday. How old are you again, Bart? I'm in my 30s. Uh, but like th- this is hack. this is another thing that happened yesterday at locals while I was there. Uh, the guys talking about serial killers. One of them goes like, "Hey man, like you you see you you seem kind of tired for it being a weekend." And he's like, "Oh man, like I, I, the job and I had to pay rent and this and that." And it's like, "Wait a minute, how old are you?" And he's like, "I'm 31." And he's like, 
you're 31 and then somebody's like what's the big deal i was like i turned 20 i turned 29 this this year and he's like you guys are older than i thought it's like how old did you think we were he's like i thought you guys were like 16 17 i was like okay well firstly just at a glance i'm like absolutely not no way in hell (laughs) and secondly i'm like i would have given you like mid-20s like you know like okay mid-20s i can kind of see it uh and I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of one of those that I'm in my 30s, but I, I, in my head, I'm like, in my head, I haven't aged beyond 19. In my head, in my head. Zombie, zombie, But like, anyway, uh, th- that was just kind of a funny that, story. Yeah, that, that's actually, that's happened to, it's, it's actually happened to me where we, we had this, a uh, guy that started hanging around with us, and um, I just because ever I, I was the old dude at locals. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is in like their early to mid twenties, so I just assumed this guy's probably like twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm I'm same age as you. I'm older actually. Mm-hmm. I was like, you fucking what? <laughs> why? Why are you, why are you older than me? It's not that's that's illegal. Stop it. Yeah, stop being to older than me. Twenty some. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like you don't you don't really think about that kind of stuff. Uh, you, like, I I don't. Whenever I meet somebody, like I don't ask. Oh, well, how old are you? Or whatever. It's usually yeah, you look to be about this age. We're yeah. playing card game, so go ahead. Yeah. And then it turns out that they're a lot older than what you thought they were. Like, oh. uh, stop being old and decrepit. It is what it is. The years start coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. Uh, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace, Steve Harwell. And we're going to touch on a couple of things that Ziggy says uh, in the chat. He says that his type is based. And also, it's not about the size of the beard. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also, he, he's... I mean, Siggy's just objectively wrong in that. He, he's also laughing at me because I'm now in the VTuber rabbit hole, apparently. Uh, so... Th- yeah, you that. are. Like, that, I warned you about that multiple times, and you're like, what's Dare talking about? I'm gonna watch VTubers. King of Canadian Hill says that he's 41, and it's all good being a hag. And great, fantastic. I, I look forward to becoming the best hag that I can be. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and to, to close off today, this is actually a tweet by creator of Naruto, Masashi Kishimoto, uh, where he tweets a picture of Kakashi and says, if you could describe Kakashi in just one word, what would it be? Old. <laughs> Kakashi's a hag. <laughs> He's a hag. I'm only given one word. That's the first word that comes to mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Siggy says ninja that reminded me uh, back I, I mentioned the adventure quest thing earlier uh, and that video so I don't have, I don't know if you've played adventure quest or not I uh, no I haven't if you were you, you could have a membership which was like 20 bucks or you could play as like a free player and you for free players you got one mana potion and one health potion uh-huh. every time you logged in okay and you could only have one. Uh-huh. But like the game was hard and you needed to have like multiple. So if you remember, you could have three of each. Uh, but the, the thing that 
was interesting that I learned from watching this video was uh, there were certain times where you would be fighting through like level mm-hmm. and you would just have your health and mana restored at the end of it. And they said that the lore reason as to why that happened was because ninjas. <laughs> that that was it. It was just because ninjas. I love it. That's excellent. Uh, so that Siggy said ninja. And I just instantly remembered that. Like, oh, yeah, the, the one word descriptions for Kakashi uh, per our chat: ninja, cheater, exists, copycat. And uh, I, I didn't even give my, I guess, like, if I just looked at Kakashi and had to describe him in one word, it's just hair. Because he has luxurious hair. I thought you said air. No, hair. Yeah, I didn't hear the H. So I was like, what do you mean air? Explain air. Nah, he, he, How I, does air work? I, I could also say bored because he, he looks pretty bored. Uh, but that that's me. Anyway, that's the conclusion for today. Oh, all the mush mouth. The conclusion for today's show, guys. Thank you for joining us and for checking us uh, for checking us out on today. Uh, like I said, it looks like our art streams are just cursed. Every time we're like, let's draw with friends. We're just like, nah, <laughs> we're too tired. <laughs> so Let's do this cool, fun idea. Did you do this cool, fun idea? No. Sure didn't. Did you? No. <laughs> so well, maybe next time. Maybe Probably next, time. next Pro- time. Maybe next month. Maybe Who knows? Not. You know, like maybe maybe we'll get we'll get on our 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 A train or whatever. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for checking us out uh, on YouTube. Please remember to like, sub, and share. You know, spread the love around. You know, give somebody the gift of the Oni Bros. And, uh, you know, on our podcasting platforms, thank you for checking us out. We're always happy to see new listeners every time we check out our RSS dashboard. It is just the highlight of my week. And uh, uh, until next time, I have been the Midnight Bard. I have been the uh, Derringer. Adios. Bye.